Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this week's message. But I'm excited about the word that God has tonight. I feel very passionate about the message tonight. And um, the reason being because I've experienced this, what I'm going to speak on tonight. And what I want to talk to you all tonight about uh, is tearing down strongholds, strongholds of our minds, things that try to keep us in captivity, things that try to keep us bound from the things that all that God has for us. Those are strongholds. And um, so I just pray that it's going to be a short message tonight, uh, but I just pray that there is um, enough substance in this message that you grab a hold of it in your heart and you use it, if it's something you're dealing with, that you use what I'm going to teach tonight. And not only that, but if you've never dealt with a stronghold ever before, at least in your mind, you're going to be taught tonight and you'll be prepared. If it ever happens to you, you're going to be able to say, I remember what Pastor Dawn said. She said this, this, and that. And you're going to remember that word. If you're taking notes tonight, tonight's a good night to take notes for, for your help. And so what I want to talk about is tearing down strongholds. And the Spirit of God wants each and every one of us to capture any demonic stronghold that has a hold of each or has a hold of us. And he wants us to strengthen the stronghold of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Does that make sense? When you oftentimes think of strongholds in the Old Testament, it talks about strongholds. And the strongholds often mentioned in the Old Testament, get this, they were always they were talking about fortresses. They were talking about garrisons. Uh, strongholds were a place of, during war, during battle, they were a place of safety. They were a place of protection. That's what a stronghold was meant to be. God was meant to be our stronghold. You look in the New Testament, Paul talks about it several times about the stronghold, but it's always about the enemy's devices and how he gets a stronghold on our minds that we can't let go of. And it's a grip, but God has given us the victory through Jesus Christ. And I'm tired of seeing people, God's people be messed with by the spirits of strongholds. And what it does, it tries to just destroy people's lives. It tries to tear people down and it tries to take them out because that's the part of the enemy's plans. And so I'm tired of seeing this happen and people giving into it because God does not want us to live a defeated life. God, God's called us to live a victorious life. Amen. How many of you believe that? He's called us to live victorious, not be sitting here defeated. We have the power of God inside of us. We're born of the Spirit. We're filled with His Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost tonight, you got the power of God inside of you. If you're not, you need to get filled with the Spirit of God because that's the power of God inside of you to resist those things and know how to fight. And so I want to start with the scripture, 2 Corinthians 10. Chapter 4, and it's Paul. Many of us know that it's, it's the uh, book of Corinthians was written to the church uh, of Corinth. And Paul wrote this book. And the thing is, this is already after the book of Acts, okay? So this is one of the letters to the churches. This is one of the epistles. And so Paul's writing to them, knowing that we've already received, or the church there in Corinth had already received salvation, okay? So when you hear me read this, 
Read it from the mindset that Paul has. He's speaking to believers. He's speaking to people that have been filled with the Spirit of God and that are sitting in church, okay, in the Corinth, in the area of Corinth, okay? And so he's talking to them as though they're still in a, like there's a battle waging still. And the reason being is because although you might be saved, we are just human, we are spiritual beings still having a, a human experience. You've heard that saying before. So we're walking this earth, and but we are going to deal with spiritual battles. We're going to deal with spiritual things. But like I said earlier, we get the victory through Jesus Christ. So it's nothing to fear. It's nothing to be scared of. In fact, you should be excited because you know that you're empowered by God to overcome those things. And so here he is writing to the Corinthians, and he says this, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. And he says, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, other translations say casting down imagination, so we know it has to do with the mind, right? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So he talks about strongholds in the mind and how they hold you captive. But then he talks about how we as believers have the the power and the capability to bring those thoughts to the obedience of Christ. But how do we do that? And that's what I want to share with you tonight. Because a stronghold is something that takes your mind captive. A stronghold that the Lord says that he is the one that should be our stronghold. Psalm 61 and 3 says this, For you have been a shelter. David is speaking here. A strong tower. And if you looked it up, it also means a stronghold from the enemy. So he's saying, For you, Lord, you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower, a stronghold from the enemy. And then Proverbs 18 and 10, and there's many more. David again is saying it. He's making this confession. He says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is 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 a um, is a strong tower from the enemy. And so I'm sorry, and the righteous ran into it and are safe. But like I said, in some weird way, however, in the Old Testament, we see it used in a different way where God was supposed to be our strong tower. God is supposed to be our protecting place. God is supposed to be our fortress. God is supposed to be our garrison. God is supposed to be the one that is supposed to protect us. But how is it that the enemy always finds a way to make a counterfeit? And how is it that the enemy now, you know, and they see it in the New Testament, now they're saying that he gets a stronghold in our minds when God is supposed to be the one that is supposed to have the stronghold on our mind. But that's the way of the enemy. He's sly and he knows what he's doing. And so I'm going to share with you just three points, three things that will help you tonight uh, know how to tear down strongholds. And this is the first key, the first key to defeating a spiritual stronghold that has taken anyone captive ever is this first thing. You have to recognize it. You have to recognize it, but you do not accept it, okay? If you're dealing with thoughts, things that are going and replaying over in your head, there's a stronghold in your mind. I'm telling thoughts that are not of God, okay? Things that are bringing you down, things that are tearing you up, you know, fear, rejection, whatever it is, there's so many roots of it. If you're dealing with any of those things, you've got to first, it's got to be exposed. Something has to be exposed before it can be dealt with. So you've got to be aware of Satan's devices. That scripture, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says, lest Satan 
should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And also schemes. Some translation says schemes. Schemes in the Greek also means this. It means, for we are not ignorant of his devices or his schemes or his mind games. The mind games that he plays on our minds. Things that he tells us and he makes us believe. But how do we know that we're dealing with a stronghold? A stronghold, like I said, starts right in the mind. And whatever you wrestle with has control over you. So just think about that for a minute. Whatever it is that you wrestle with, that thing has control over you, over your mind. And strongholds start right there. It's a little seed. And if the enemy can get a hold of your thoughts, then he can take control of your mind. He's so deceptive, he makes you believe a lie. And it is a lie. If it's not of God, it's a lie. And you almost hear the truth, and you almost can feel like you're going to be set free, and then comes another thought. Just like that. And you, you have an excuse, and you say, oh, yeah, but what, what about this or whatever? And then you're blocking what the Spirit of God wants to do. And, but the enemy's sly. He knows what he's doing. And so it doesn't happen overnight. It happens like this. If anyone's ever dealt with it, you understand what I'm talking about. It It starts as a little seed, and it's a little seed planted in your mind, okay? And then how the enemy works is that little seed can be planted in your mind, but it will start repeating itself in your mind, okay? So there's repetition, and repetition builds belief, and that can go either way for something good or something bad, but repetition in your mind, thinking on something over and over and over again will start to build belief in your mind that that thing is true. So it's a lie, but it looks like truth to you. It can tell you that you're this when you're nothing like that. It can tell you that that all these lies about yourself when God says something totally different about you. And God sees you a totally different way. And it can make you deal with those insecurities and the fears and whatever it is that it's got a stronghold in your mind about. It might be a repeating pattern of failure. A stronghold can keep an unbeliever from hearing the good news. We understand that. Someone that doesn't believe in God, that stronghold that they might be dealing with and don't even know because it's a spiritual thing, it will keep them from the good news of Christ. But listen to this. A stronghold can keep also a believer from hearing the fullness of the good news. Because it's not the will of God that we be tormented. It's not the will of God. It's the will of God that you are set free, delivered, and living in victory. That is the will of God, not to wrestle with those things anymore. And the Bible calls our enemy a roaring lion, seeking, seeking. He watches over whom he may devour. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. And it, like I said, it always, almost always starts with a thought. So remember that. So if he can get you to just play it over in your mind, play it over in your mind, play it over in your mind, then it'll very slyly take root, and then it'll begin to grow if it's not cut off. It can just happen like that, but it doesn't happen fast. It It happens over an amount of time. The devil knows what he's doing, and he's patient, and he will do it in a slow process, and before you know it, it consumes you, and you didn't realize that it consumed you. And so, do you think that God's the one that gives us fear? God is not the one that gives us fear. We know that. 
Fear comes from hell. Fear comes from the enemy. God is the one that gives us peace. And God's not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And do you think that God wants you to be double-minded? God doesn't want you to be confused. He, God says that, that the devil is the author of confusion. So we understand that. So that first point that I want to make is this. You have to recognize what's oppressing you. So remember, you've got to recognize what it is that's oppressing you. Think about it if you're dealing with something like that or if you ever have. Oppression is a stronghold. And when, when a spirit of oppression does this, it will torment you. It will cause you to fear. A spirit of oppression will lie to you. A spirit of oppression will try its very best to take control of your mind. I told y'all I'm passionate about this because I've gone through some things and I have, I have overcome some things and I have dealt with strongholds, I'm telling you. So I know what I'm talking about, but it will make you believe a lie. So whatever has oppression over you has already, you've got to remember, been defeated at Calvary and you have to believe this first. You've got to recognize what is oppressing you, but you've got to also believe that it has already been defeated at Calvary. Jesus already paid the price for you. And so oppression, if you look it up and you look up the definition, it says it's prolonged, cruel, or undressed treatment or control. It's mental pressure or distress. It will feel like a heaviness on you too at times. It will feel like there are weights of bricks on your chest and anxiety and fear will take over from that. And, and um, hell will always try to destroy what God wants to do with you. If you're not a threat, hell's not going to mess with you. And I, and I know this because when I was living in the world and I, before I got saved, I'm telling you, hell never messed with me. Probably because I was living for hell. <laughs> but hell never messed with me. Man, I came to God and oh my God, all hell broke loose against me. I'm telling you, and spirits of oppression, things were battling me because I wasn't, because I now became a threat to the enemy. Okay, when, that's what happens when you come to God and you're serious about God. Things like that in the spirit happen, but know that greater is he inside of you than he that is in the world. If you can understand his word and know it and believe it and speak it. And so, and that's my next point. That's a great confession right there. Greater, everyone say that. Greater is he inside of me than he that is in the world speaking of the devil. And so that's my next point, because if you can learn to confess, if you can learn to confess, then you can start cutting off that foothold that Satan has, that stronghold that he has over your mind. Because after you recognize what's oppressing you, because you can't defeat what you don't recognize, you have to recognize what's oppressing you. You must be aware so you can get free. The second thing you have to do after that is you have to know how to start confessing. So first, you've got to recognize what's oppressing you. And the second thing is you've got to start to learn confessing. And you've got to remind yourself of whose you are, of who you belong to. The devil already knows this. You have to really believe it, that he has, has absolutely no power over you. 
And so you've got to learn to say it out loud. And you've got to learn to confess his word because Jesus paid the price already. And if we look at the book of Ephesians, and again, after the fact, Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus. And there we see it again where he's talking about a spiritual battle. And he says in Ephesians 6 and 10 and 4, and most of us know this, this is a lot of people's, one of their candy stick scriptures for, for spiritual warfare. And it says this, finally, my brethren, be strong. See, he's warning them. He's telling them there's going to be battles coming. But let me tell you how to equip yourself. Let me tell you how to be prepared to fight those spiritual in spiritual warfare. And he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And he tells them to put on the whole armor of God. Hypothetically speaking, he's talking spiritually about it, that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the devices or the plan of the enemy of the plan of the devil because he says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places and then he goes on to say therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may, may be with able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand stand therefore and then he goes on to to say having your uh, your waist girt about with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness holding up the shield of faith having the sword of the spirit which is the word of god your feet shod with the gospel of peace and the helmet of salvation but he, the one thing i want you to catch in there also is this he says the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. And that's an important part of warfare against the enemy, okay? It's, it's actually part of loving on God where God becomes your stronghold and he will fight off your enemy. Does that make sense? Instead of always being ready to fight, you've got to learn to be a lover of God. And when you become a lover of God and cause him to be your stronghold, he goes in and fights those battles for you. Y'all got that? I know it kind of sounds, it's, it's, I'm trying to explain it right. I know what I want to say, and I don't know if I said it right. But God, he, he's giving us spiritual wisdom. Through, uh, Paul is giving us spiritual wisdom to prepare us for any battle that we might face, even after our salvation, after the fact. He's speaking to the church. He's speaking to people that are saved. He's speaking to believers. So Paul was saying, arm yourself with all of God's protection and God's place of safety. In other words, he says, stay, uh, stay in the stronghold of God. And this is one way to prepare yourself to stay and this equip yourself to stay in the stronghold of God. And if you do this, you will fight off the attacks of the enemy. And Satan knows our weaknesses. And if we are not prayed up, that's when he attacks us. And our weakest moments of life is right when he would love to come in and plant a little seed in your mind and play mind games. Remember, we're, not, we're, we're aware of that. We're aware of his tactics. We're aware of his mind games. So confession, the word of God over you. We talk about it all the time in this church. I feel like we do. I feel like we always talk about, you know, it's so important to make declarations. The songs they sang tonight in worship, if you notice, they were praises to God, but a lot of them had declarations of who we are in God. And it's important to learn that as a Christian, to learn the word of God and begin to declare the 
those things that, that he says you are over yourself. It's important. Confession, de- declaration over yourself. So it's important to start your day off. If you can start off your day, and I know many, many people that do this, that they start their morning when the first thing they get out of bed and they put their feet on the ground, they put on the armor of God. They literally speak this. They got it memorized. They've been doing it so many years. But if you don't have it memorized, get your Bible out. Get your Bible app on your phone out. Get Ephesians chapter 6. Wake up in the morning. Start trying it. I'm just going to throw that out there. Try this. Wake up tomorrow morning. And the first thing you do, get out of bed. Stand, if you're touching the ground or if you're still in bed, get that scripture out and, start, and speak that scripture over yourself, saying, today I am putting on the whole armor of God. And speak every piece of that armor. Speak every piece of that armor because what you're doing, you're setting the tone for that day. You are preparing yourself for whatever may come that way, you know. And so th- that's a great way to start. Let God be the first to control your thoughts. David understood this. And David said in Second uh, Samuel 22, he said, The Lord is my rock, he's my fortress and my deliverer, and uh, the God and my strength in whom I will trust. He's my shield and my horn and my salvation. And he says this, listen to this. He says, my stronghold, he's my refuge. In other words, he's saying he's my fortress, he's my refuge. He is my stronghold. He calls him his stronghold, my savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Why? Because he made God his stronghold. And God fought those battles for him. He who controls the mind controls a very strategic place. And we want to have the mind of Christ. And if you want that abundant life and peace, that the Bible talks about, that Jesus promises in his word. You have to learn to let his spirit capture the stronghold right up here between my two fingers, your mind. You've got to have him uh, capture it as a stronghold. Jesus and his word have got to become that stronghold that replaces any stronghold that you're dealing with. So confession is so important. It's not only is our conscious mind the target. Proverbs 23 and 7 says this, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So there's a heart issue there too. You've got to believe what God says about you. You've got to believe in who you are. He created you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He made you perfect just like you are. And he loves you just like you are. You've got to believe that. So you've got to let God's thoughts take care of your thoughts if you wrestle with something that, like that. And I promise you, if you do that, you'll have peace in your mind. And, and hell is just messing with you because he knows the call of God on your life. Paul said it like this. He said, count it all joy because Paul knew the trials and battles that we were all going to face in our lives. But God, again, God has given us the victory in Jesus. Amen. God has given us the victory in Jesus. So once you've identified the stronghold, you have to do this. Go to scripture. Study the opposite truth from God, the opposite of that, the truth from God. So if you're dealing with one thing, if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with this stronghold of rejection because of situation in your life, if you're dealing with unforgiveness, get in the word of God, get a Bible app, 
the Bible apps are awesome because they have the concordance on them. And if you need help with that, meet me after church. I will help anyone with that. I, I use mine all the time because you can, instead of flipping pages the old school way, I'm telling you, we had the strong concordance, which was awesome. But we flipped. It took hours to study and research the Word of God. But now we got everything at our fingertips, thanks to Google. And so you can get a Bible app. There's so many. And you can do, go, in, go in the search engine on that Bible app and type in what you know, what you're dealing with or whatever. You can also just go on Google and type in what you're dealing with and you will pop up, it'll pop up scriptures already for you. And so get the, 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 the uh, replace those things with what God's word says. So if you're dealing with depression, get it, you know, something, get all the scripture on hope. And begin to confess and speak that over yourself. Because for every negative stronghold, there's a powerful way to surround it with the opposite truth from God. So if the stronghold's rejection, study everything about acceptance. If you're struggling with the stronghold of depression, surround it with hope. If you're struggling with the stronghold of unresolved anger, surround it with scripture on forgiveness. That's a big one right there. That's a really big one. Unforgiveness is a, is a stronghold in your mind. You can replay and repeat how that person hurt you, what they did to you, and it can grab a hold of your mind and not let you free. So you've got to learn. You've got to forgive. And let me tell you, there's so much freedom in forgiveness. There's freedom for you, maybe not the other person, but you get freedom in forgiveness. And so if you're struggling with the stronghold of fear, surround it with the knowledge of God's love and his peace and speak those scriptures over yourself. If you're struggling with the stronghold of failure, maybe you've failed over and over again and you just feel like a failure, surround it with the victory of Jesus Christ's resurrection. Get scriptures on that because hell is not going to give up without a fight. You got to take action. You got to be. Uh, you got to put. Uh, you got to put some skin in the game. Okay. You've got to put some skin in the game. So you've got to take action and surround that stronghold with the word of God. And listen, once the enemy sees he's surrounded by this humble submission and praise, which is my next point, and the word of God, that resistance that you're feeling in your mind, it will start to weaken. Because in the presence of God, oppression cannot stay in the presence of God. Have you ever been, amen, have you ever been in a church service and you're dealing with that thing, but there goes the worship, there goes the praise, and it's like it's lifted off of you during that moment, right? Then you walk right back out the door and it comes back on you. And there it is again, the thoughts, the the little, the seeds that, that, that had grown, things that you weren't feeling in the moment during the, when the presence of God came and invaded our space here. Those things you're not feeling all of a sudden because in the presence of God, those things can't stay in his presence. So how do you maintain that when you leave here? You learn to confess and then you learn to praise and worship him because that will cause you to be possessed by God. Okay? So I'm talking oppressed, recognize oppression, start confessing, but let the presence of God possess you. When you walk out of here, those three things, remember those three things tonight. So when you walk out of here, 
that you continue a life of worship, continue a life of praise, continue a life of declaration and confession. Because when you fill that space right here with all of those things, then the enemy has nowhere else to go but to leave. That's where he's got to go. He's got to leave. And so the Holy Ghost inside of us, you got to understand the Holy Spirit, when God fills you with his spirit, that is what gives you power. That gives you power over those things. That's why it's important to be filled with his spirit. It's the power of God working inside of you. And you can fight these battles with the greatest weapon there is, and that is the Holy Ghost. That's, that's your greatest weapon. That's why we teach in this church, it's important to pray in the Spirit. When you're filled with His Spirit, it's not a one-time experience. Take that experience home with you and learn to pray in your prayer closet and learn to pray in the Holy Spirit because it will make intercession for you and it will do things in the Spirit that you can't do. It will say things in the Spirit for you that you can't say. It will fight those battles for you when you don't even know what you're saying. But it's, it's the Holy Spirit inside of you working through you. And so this is what praise does. Praise gets our focus off ourselves and back on God. Praise brings us to a place of, of humility and that we remind ourselves that of our great dependency on God. Praise makes the enemy flee. When the praises go up, the glory comes down. When the praises go up, the glory of God will come down in this place. And so praise will make the enemy flee. He can't stand in the presence of God. Praise leaves no room for complaining and negativity. When you're praising God, then all of that, you can't praise God and be and, and at the same time be speaking negatively or over yourself or complaining. But when you're praising God, there's no room for any of that. See what you think in your, in your heart. You got to let God fill that space. Praise makes room for God's blessing over our lives. Praise invites his presence, which we feel here tonight. And then also praise causes this. Our spirits get refreshed and renewed in his presence. That's what praise does. But one, the one I wanted you to really hear is that praise causes the enemy to flee. It paves the way for the power of God to be displayed. Have you ever been to service where there is a lot of praise going on and you see miracles, signs, and wonders because they, God inhabits the praises of his people. And when, he, when we're praising God like that and he comes down and takes over, that's what happens. Miracles happen. Miracles happen when that happens. So God shakes things up through our praise. And praise brings breakthrough. Praise is what brings breakthrough. And we, if y'all remember the story about Paul and Silas, they were in prison. They were shackled. They were chained. So they were in captivity, right? They had walls all around them. But what did they choose to do? They chose to keep on praising God. And they were praising God and praising God and praising God until their chains fell off and they were set free. So praise brings breakthrough. Praise breaks chains. And so our goal is to be possessed by the presence of God. 
That's, that's awesome, to be possessed by the presence of God. So our lives are conformed to his will when we are in that kind of mindset. Because when you tear down strongholds, they no longer have power over you. If you have dealt with the stronghold and you have overcome it and they no longer have power over you, when they try to come back and taunt you, you can laugh at them. You can laugh right at them because you know and you learned that greater, so much greater is the God that's inside of you than that thing. If you have ever been through a battle and won the battle, you know what I'm talking about. And so I want to make this, these confessions here. I purpose to surround this evil stronghold with praise and affirming truth from the word of God. Y'all can say amen. I purpose to take every pattern of negativity, thinking, a negative thinking captive and bring it to the obedience of the mind of Christ. Amen. And I purpose by the grace of God to follow through until even the ruins of this stronghold is completely removed from my mind. Amen. I purpose to think about whatever is true, whatever is noble. Think of, listen to this, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, and this is scripture, I will think about such things. Put your mind on godly things. Put your mind on pure thoughts. Put your mind on holy thoughts. And I will talk about such things and I will get involved in such things. Amen. I purpose by the grace of God to build up one stronghold within my mind and heart. And this is the stronghold of the living God. Amen. A big amen on that one. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a stronghold. The righteous run into it and are safe. In the shelter of your presence, oh, my Savior God, you will keep me safe. That's the word of God. Amen. Amen. So you've got to learn to choose to take action by confessing the word and by pray, allowing God to take possession over you. And you will see that stronghold come down. So we got three things I want y'all to leave here tonight with. If you can remember, if you're dealing with this or you ever deal with it in your life, remember this. You've got to be aware of it. When it starts happening and you start getting, seeing a pattern of repetition in your mind of something that is bringing you down, you got to recognize what is oppressing you. But then you got to get in the word and you got to start confessing that over you. And then your praise and your worship will allow the presence of God to come in and take possession over you. Amen? Amen. And so I, I don't know. I felt this so strong. I think this is for so many people because even in the church, we deal with a lot of things. And I, I want to do something different. I want to just take a moment, if Haley would come, while they're singing, while they're playing, uh, I want everyone to do this. If you can just kind of think on some, on, if there's a stronghold that's messing with you, okay? If there's a stronghold that, that you are dealing with in your mind, and it's keeping you from all the fullness of what God has for you, I want you to think about what it is right now. I want you to be aware, because I want it to be exposed. Okay, whatever's hidden in darkness needs to come to light right now. And that thing that needs to be exposed, when it's exposed, that's the moment you can start dealing with it. And you can say, enough is enough. Okay, and so I want you to think about 
whatever it might be. And if I'm not talking to you, don't worry. Just, just, just pray. <laughs> but if it's you that I'm talking to you, too, then I want you to think on that thing. And then I want you to do this. If you know any of the word of God, start seeing and believing and thinking on how Jesus sees you. Start letting him fill let him fill you right now with his love. And just breathe in the peace of God right now. If you're dealing with fear, if there's anxiety and fear, just take a deep breath and breathe in. Breathe in the, the peace of God right now. And then I want you to remember this. I want you to remember, if you know the word, just speak, start speaking a scripture over yourself. Start speaking whatever contains to your situation that is the opposite truth, which is the truth of God. And just start saying that over yourself right now.